Hi, and welcome. It's our Boxing Day extravaganza. Well, actually, this is our first interactive episode of We Speak Condo. It's also a call to arms for you to help shape government policy. So what's so shocking about our current topic? We're talking about electric vehicles and condos. Whether you're for or against them, this episode's for you. But if you really don't care, may I suggest you tune into Netflix. To help guide us through this episode, our special guest is Mark Marmer. Mark is the owner and founder of Signature Electric, a full-service electrical contracting company which he started back in 1985. Mark has been specializing in the GTA condominium market for the last 15 years. Over the next 45 minutes, we'll be giving Mark a battery of questions for this electrifying topic, all for you at no charge. So, let's flip the switch. And welcome to another exciting episode of We Speak Condo. This episode, we're going to be talking with the incredible Mark Marmer of Signature Electric. Mark has been in the business for about 30 years, but particularly 15 years specializing in condominiums uh, and their electrical needs. He services predominantly the GTA, but it's a very far wide reaching area. So it's the greater, greater Toronto. So I guess that would be the GGTA. Uh, Mark is unique in that uh, Mark is also a recommended Tesla dealer, uh, electrical installer, uh, I stand corrected. Mark is also approved by Bosch, ChargePoint, and Flow for installing chargers. And that's a little bit of a hint as to what we're going to be talking about later. So uh, I did have a chance to chat with Mark before the episode. uh, And I asked him, what are his hobbies and, and what does he like to do when he's not doing uh, electrical things, and uh, his response was very, very unique. He said, he's not an interesting fellow. He works 24 hours a day in a row. Um, so, no, I didn't actually say that. Okay, what, what, I'll, 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 I'll let Mark Mark talk in a second. Uh, Mark is a Tesla owner. He owns one. He, uh, he owns a Model S 70D, Correct. which I'll let him expand on, and he is waiting for one of those very, very rare things, the big push that Tesla put out for the Model 3, the much more affordable uh, Tesla to come out. Mark is a a happily married husband, has three children, three grandchildren, and uh, and something really special. And I want to put a shout out to to your mom, who uh, pretty soon is going to be celebrating her 85th birthday. Mm -hmm. So from uh, all of us at We Speak Condo, happy birthday, mom. So I would like to introduce Mark Marmer. Thanks very much, uh, Ari. And yeah, you know what? I, my, I, I'm really my time is spent uh, wisely. I'm not working 24 hours a day, and when I'm home, I'm home, and I'm spending time with my wife and with my grandchildren, and I, I I'm really enjoying life at this point. So uh, I don't I don't want people to think that uh, that I'm somehow uh, answering emails at three o'clock in the morning, even though sometimes I am. So <laughs> I just don't want you to know it. That's all. <laughs> so we are here this this week to talk about electric cars and how they apply to condominiums. The car itself doesn't really apply, but how you charge that car does. 
Because if you don't charge one, you've bought a very expensive paperweight. A couple of the things I guess we'll touch on at first is there's a there's a, an intertwining of personal car owner, the condo corporation, and the government all involved in a the purchase and care and maintenance and charging of these vehicles. Would you would you agree on that? Uh, at the moment, certainly the government's definitely stepping up to uh, to the plate. They think this is important. The government is. Um, got all kinds of rebates and things available and they they're concerned that uh that the difficulty in charging in a condominium is a, a roadblock to the adoption of these evs and they feel that this is a this technology is very important to them in terms of meeting their uh their goals to uh to reduce uh, pollution so uh, this the opportunity came that the condo act is being changed and we have these EVs and they go, okay, well, you know, we've got the EVs, we've got the Condo Act being changed. Maybe we can sort of kill two birds with one stone and see if we can get some of these changes in place. Uh, in the meantime, you know, we've been four or five years. We've had lots of uh, cars in condos already, uh, all kinds of different sort of situations. Uh, and uh, I think that the government saw where some of the pinch points were. And uh, they're trying to see if they can solve some of those. So the combination of what we're doing and what the government's doing is going to help to to allow for the adoption of these EVs. Well, so I've just read an article that says that that um, Ontario won't meet their 2020 electric car target. They're they're well behind on their estimates, even though they've put millions of dollars into funding, into rebates, into charging stations. And I understand the public charging stations. Um, you probably know this better than I, because I know you have your finger on the pulse of this industry. Um, um, not all of them are being be, uh, built. They're, they're, they're running into problems or uh, I don't know if the, if the actual funding is there uh, with, with the provincial government. But they're, they're, the results are well below. The people are still reticent about buying. They're, they're wary about buying electric cars, whether I think one of the proposed reasonings is that they are afraid they're going to run out of juice before they get to their, their destinations. That's a big fear in people's minds. And, and secondarily is, how am I going to charge this thing, especially since I live in a condo? So um, yeah, You're exactly right. So the ideal arrangement with the car would be able to charge it, which I do. I charge my car. I plug it in. I go home. I plug it in every night. Every morning I wake up. And because I have a, a Model S and I have a, a 70D. It's I've a got quick charger. It's a level two charger. We can talk about levels of chargers we'll if that's what you that. want but, to but do. But it, it charges fairly quickly, yes? Relatively quickly, you know, depending on a variety of things, maybe three or four or five hours. Certainly, whatever's needed overnight, I, I'm home at least that much, so it's Answering not a, emails, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> answering emails, but not driving my car. So, uh, you know, as long as I've got a full charge in the morning, it's fine. Now, if I've got a car that's got 300 and something kilometers of range, that pretty much serves the needs of most people. They, it's unusual unless you're going somewhere, in other words, on a trip, to use more than that. So if you can manage to charge at home and have a decent amount of range. So we've got new, we've got, what do we have in the market? Why is the Tesla seem to be the most popular car? Because I didn't get it, right? I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, you've got a whole variety well, of... I, th I think, where are we going? And I think it's a, it's a good idea just quickly to start on uh, the whole idea of an electric car. Yep. Um, uh, I think we're making some assumption naturally that people know all about electric cars and what's involved with them. But there's a lot of our listeners we know don't. They may, what is all this electric car mumbo jumbo? Uh, how does it apply? Should I be looking at it? And I think uh, on, on the onset, yes, it, it is a, a benef beneficial thing 
for the environment, for society, for your pocketbook? Yes and no, we can touch on that. But initially, um, Mark, why don't you give us the big basics of what is an electric car to start? What we're mostly talking about is a plug-in electric vehicle. We're talking about a vehicle that only has a battery. Yes, not a hybrid. This is a car that plugs in at night, relies completely on the battery to run it, and there's, there's no pollution that literally can... Uh, my car can I can turn my car on and warm it in my garage because there, there's no tailpipe. There's, there's no, no exhaust. There's no nothing. It's a very simple uh, uh, operation in terms of those. So, so just to backtrack to bring it in simple forms, it is a car that operates on battery power. There's no gasoline. No gasoline. There's no oil. Correct. There's no fluids like that that are required. The only fluid in my car, for all intents and purposes, is the windshield washer fluid. And the bottle of water that sits next to you when you drive in the summer. Correct. Okay, so that's in itself, and, and uh, they're predominantly silent vehicles. They're very quiet. They're very, yes, it's yeah. a very unique, uh, unique vehicle to drive, and also very, um, very powerful and responsive. It's just the way an electric so motor you, is. You've had your electric car for I've how had long? It for now? about a year and a half now. Now, do you still giggle when you drive by gas stations? I, can, I, I am absolutely thrilled when it is freezing cold, like it was last week, and I have. No need to stand out in the freezing cold, wondering if I'm going to keep pumping that last little bit in while I'm freezing my off. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm absolutely thrilled, and I really don't care what the price of gas is, and except for the yeah. six or seven trucks that I have to operate. But we'll yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. So, so um, just to touch again, uh, we mentioned one. We mentioned the Tesla. Tesla is is a preeminent. Uh, uh, make or manufacture of electric cars, but not to not to say that they're the only ones because there's the uh, the Dodge, uh, is it Bolt? That's the the Chevy. The Chevy Bolt, Bolt and, and there's another a, Volt. There's one. There's a Volt is a is a, a hybrid, so a Volt has an electric and it, again gasoline. Okay. And and then what are it's some? It's been of, a very popular car. What are some of the other totally electric uh, the cars? Nis, the Nissan Leaf the has Leaf, been around, so right. the Leaf has been a very popular car. There were a few other ones. There was a an, an iMeve and. Um, you know, there were there were a few others. The the issue, if there was anything with these cars, is that the they didn't have a very large battery, so you had to manage on you know 160 kilometers of range in a day. So that's the fear that some people may have. Absolutely, that 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 promulgates. But I understand that Tesla has a pretty extended range. Um, right. So a friend you, of mine has one. He can go 400 kilometers. Correct. Yeah. So that that's that's probably equivalent to a tank of gas or more, um, um, a mid-sized car. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So that that alleviates that that fear. Again, there's no there's no um, no oil changes, uh, things there of that no nature. You don't have no, to do. Correct. Okay. So so we now have an idea of what the electric car is, and uh, the biggest issue is charging it. That's like putting gas in the tank. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, there are public charging stations, as we talked about. The government has has apparently. Uh, is building some or there yep. are some in existence i know and i don't know how it is with the other dealerships but if you're ever in need and you're a tesla owner you can drive to a tesla dealership and they have charging stations there for use tesla has their own charging network it was built when the cars were built Correct. so that enabled me to drive my car wherever i needed to drive it so if i wanted to drive my car from here to california i could that's correct. Now I know that with, with the with the higher models, I don't know the the, the smaller models, but um, their onboard let's call it navigation system, which is pretty much a big computer screen right in the middle of your car. If you plot like in a GPS your trip, 
it shows you all the charging stations on the way. Yes. It will actually calculate your route. That's correct. Yeah, it'll calculate. So that alleviates the fear. Another again, alleviating that major fear of getting stuck. Correct. Okay. So, um, but now we're going, we're back home. Uh, we, uh, we live in a condo or like you said, for a house, it's no problem. You can have charging stations installed in your house. Mm -hmm. You so make forth. all the choices. You can make all the choices. Correct. In a condo, it's different. In a condo, you usually have an underground, uh, let's make the assumption, an underground spot, or even uh, I don't know, townhouse condos are another issue. I don't know if you've installed any chargers at uh, townhouse condos. We do get requests for townhouses. Townhouses are, without a doubt, a challenge. Those those parking spaces, that being said, we're talking about it. You're, you're asking me because you're not talking about a townhouse with an underground. You're talking about where we're surface parking. Surface parking. So yeah. this is, you know, typically on the other side of the road. So how are we getting the wiring over there? It's a much more, uh, in, it's just much more expensive. Everything can be done. Uh, so no, we haven't had any of those installed yet, uh, but we do get requests okay. about it. So, uh, how many since since I guess you've started doing this? How many charging stations, private charging stations, do you, have you installed approximately? You know what? It's a funny thing. I wish I had kept count from the beginning because we've been doing it for about four and a half years now. But I I wouldn't be surprised that we've done eight or nine hundred something like that. I, I you know when I take a look and I see the flow, especially now that we're that we're dealing with, uh, I I don't think that's a, that's a far off figure. And we're, we're literally installing stations every single day now. And in some cases, we have places where we're doing workplace charging that have multiples. And we're looking at buildings downtown that are where we're just pricing now that ha are looking at putting in 60 workplace chargers. So wow. the, things are, the, the landscape is changing. All right. So um, in the condo industry, I know that a lot of the developers are considering and implementing this in their basic design for new condominiums. Right? Uh, correct. Correct. However, where the issues tend to lie, uh, lie is in retrofitting older buildings. Uh, there's issues even with the, I, I know you don't necessarily want to get into it, but there's issues even with the, the poor developer. Oh, I shouldn't have said poor, huh? We'll let but it, the, uh, let it go this time. Huh? But the developers, they truly do understand the need for this. They're soon going to be required to do something uh, by, based on the changes in the building code. And I think they're truly not 100% sure exactly what to put in either. We go into buildings that appear to be roughed in, and it's really not roughed in. It's really not, it's not done. So there's even some confusion at that end. But yeah, you're right. Our mar our personally, our market is more uh, existing condos. That's where we. That's the, the constituent that we serve. Right. I actually ma I managed uh, um, a building that in the visitors parking there was a row of boxes on the wall that said EV. Oh my god. With cables running from box to box. And this is a, this was a very new. This is a lead gold building, just so you'll know. And I wow, I said, look at them taking taking the lead, installing charging stations and the visitors parking, and they were electrical outlets, 120 volt electrical outlets, backed up by a tiny little panel in an electrical room nearby that maybe could have served one or two level two chargers. The, the, I think the most that they spent was on those signs on the wall. Okay. It, it was it was it was it was part of this part of the. <laughs> the the lead requirement, which is changing now, you you can't do that anymore to get lead points, and a lot of them are not seeing that necessity anymore. It's not just the lead points; they understand that they're going to need this in their condos. It's a selling feature. People are going to need these cars, and they're willing and ready to do it. And they're doing other they're doing other positive things. So, so developers apply for lead status, so they show that they have used all forms of energy efficient items 
and uh, equipment in their design to save uh, to save energy and be good for the environment, even in the materials that they use, so that they have no effect or very little effect on the environment in terms of uh, volatile uh, chemicals and gases, uh, things of that nature. So there's a whole bunch of points you get for implementing these de these design elements in your building, and they qualify you and they give you a status. So it's lead silver, lead bronze, silver, gold, and lead platinum. Uh, it, it's uh, it, for those of you who are environmentally conscious. I'm sure it might be a consideration when you're looking at purchasing a condominium. And might keep the cost down uh, as well in, in terms the of the operation can, of the building. Yes. And since the the owners are paying that bill, it, that's an interesting, worthwhile thing as well. And there you just said it. The owners are paying that bill. So I've got a bunch of owners in the building, and I got one guy who's got an electric car. Why should all of them pay for his electricity bill for well, his car? That never happens, as far as I can tell. It's, well, explain. That's that's yeah. So well, that I, I, you know from from not a from problem. here to Oshawa, boards have, uh, have that running through their mind. So I absolutely, there's no reason. There's no more reason than you should. It's than a I, you know. shocking thing, isn't it? It is. It's it's very electrifying. Sorry, I'm feeling a little bright on that. <laughs> so yeah. So the, the, this is typically where uh, up until now, uh, up until I would say the last year or so. That's typically been the situation. Somebody's arrived at the uh, the property management office. They want to buy a car, or, they, or in some cases, believe it or not, they've already bought a car, and uh, and they're wanting to get it charged. So you know what? Uh, some negotiation back and forth. It turns out that we decide that there's a, a space in some panel in the P1 level. We put in a cup. We put in a 40 amp two pole breaker. Put a meter beside it so that we can track because this energy which you just identified belongs to the common element and needs to be repaid back to the common element because that it's not it, this you, we it's you not want free. this person it's we're not, not, it's not free, free. Okay. so we run we run some conduit out the person uh, gets their charger in somebody reads that meter well, person, well, okay let's let's go to that point there when you say somebody reads that who would be the person that reads that meter well it can be any number of things you can select to have the property manager read the meter that does happen in some cases that's a possibility we can hire an outside firm to you can get a measurement these all all these scenarios i'm talking about they've all happened we can put a measurement canada meter in and hire a a, a sub metering company to read that meter even if it's only one meter they'll, they'll do it if they get paid they have no problem doing it gotcha. it's not an issue for them you might already have the building being sub metered and you can simply have that sub metering company add another point again nothing comes for free uh, it, there may be a monthly charge related to it there may be a charge for the installation to do it, all these things are possibilities. Uh, you could, I haven't seen it yet, you could just say, well, maybe this just guy just needs to give us 500 bucks a year and we'll call it a day. Uh, it's not something I encourage. Fee for service, flat fee. Well, I mean, you really, I could. I could say, well, you know, I can kind of figure out what it is. Why don't I figure out that this guy's got this particular car and based on whatever calculation, I think he might use 250 to, in a year. Why don't we agree to charge him 400? He says I'm good with that and everybody's happy and I don't have to read a meter and it's all done. And then what happens is the management company changes, the board changes, and two or three years have gone by or a year or two have gone by. And somebody at the board goes, you know, this guy's getting a, a, a deal. And the guy goes, no, you know what, I'm getting ripped off. And this suddenly turns into an every month discussion about this poor guy. And you know what we end up doing? We put a meter in. So just put the meter in to begin with. And I see this with all kinds of things, shared facilities, uh, you know, who's who's paying for this Who's paying for the pump that runs the uh, the fountain between the two driveways? Uh, yeah. A meter. So yeah. you know, start start with the meter. Quick quick question on all these charging stations. 
Is there a standardization for them? Or do, if you buy a Tesla, you can only use a Tesla charger? Because what if I have a, a Bolt and then I trade it in or I sell it because I want to get a Tesla and I just paid thousands of dollars to have a Tesla charging station put in my condo. Can I still use that one on my Bolt? Okay, so there's two questions that you asked. One of them is the connection to the car. So there is, Tesla does have a connection to the car that doesn't match others. And the other that is standardized, it's called a J1772. That's just what it's called. That fits every car except a Tesla. And Tesla provides an adapter. So if you, if I take my car and I pull up to a J1772 charger, I plug my adapter in and I can plug my car. You cannot go the other way. You cannot take your Chevy Bolt, roll up to the supercharger and plug in. It will not fit. It will not work. That being said, all we did was put a 40 amp feed to the to your space. If it turns out that the charger that that's in your space isn't the one you want, well, just take it out and put another one in. It's it's just, the power is still the same, so we don't have a giant problem on our hands. Okay, so ultimately, then uh, let let let's go step by step. Sure. You get phone calls from people saying, "Hey, I'm thinking of buying an electric car." What's the process? So what do you tell them? What advice right away? I'm calling in and saying, hello, Mark at Signature Electric. I was told that you're the man to talk to about uh, putting a charging station in my condo because I'm thinking of buying an electric car. So you're a resident calling us. Is that correct? Yes, I am the okay, end user. I, I got it. So I said, that's great. I'm really glad that you bought a car. I'm going to send you a form uh, by email. Give me your email address, please. This is a standard procedure for every single request that we get in the office. And we send out an email. That email says, um, uh, where, where do I live, et cetera, et cetera. What's my phone number? What's my email address? And do I live in a house or a condo? And when you hit the word condo, it opens up another little thing. And it says, tell me who your manager is and tell me, tell me how I reach them. And then that, the purpose of that is that we won't do another thing now until I've had a chance to communicate with the property manager. Because the property manager is the gatekeeper at that, at that uh, facility. And the fact that you've asked me is really irrelevant. Yeah. Um, and now, now we, this actually happened between you and me at the building I was managing, and when one of my residents called Tesla, and they gave them your name, and that's exactly what happened. And you called me up to inform me of what's going on. Right, and then I'll say, you know, I'll tell them what I've got. I've got uh, uh, John Smith called. He's interested in installing a charger, and you'll say, okay, well, why don't you? What, what, hopefully, you'll say, and most most managers do. Okay, no, no problem. Why don't you come down and give, put together some information that I can uh, take to the board? Uh, well, I guess that, pre, that precludes the, the question. Who pays for it? Who Is pays it, for what? So far, nobody's paid for anything. I know, all but who pays for the install, installation of a charger? If you're bringing all this information and going down to the board, well, we're, we're, why, why, do, why does the board need to know if I'm installing a charger in my spot? Because it's happening in the common element. It's going to be... Uh, it's. It's going to be a, a change to that common element one way or another. We're bolting some some pipe to the wall, something else that they're going to need. At the moment, that's going to need a Section 98 agreement, which... Uh, We've already can... talked about on previous uh, episodes, so please go back to <laughs> our first four episodes and take a look about Section 98. So agreements. ultimately, the, the pro if somehow this car was getting... Which happens. So maybe you live in a condo that's a townhouse that has a roll-up... Uh, garage door where not every not every condo looks the same right right the in, inside that garage if your panel and your charger is going in that garage the property manager doesn't care you, you you can put that in the minute the it needs to go outside of the garage 
Now we have a different story because that part is that part is you've got it. So this is the reason that we're talking to the property manager. Plus, I want to look into the electrical room. They're the ones that let me in or don't let me into the electrical rooms. And plus, there already might be some information that they're going to want from me. They may want me to answer whatever it is. These are my customers. I understand how to deal with them. And and we're not going there until then. Ultimately, what you did ask me about was the quotation. Who pays? Is going to go to the resident. I will call, I will have hit that person's name on the quote and I will copy that I will tell them up front that I'm copying this to the property manager. That's how the communication will go by so that everybody's on the same page and they all know what they're doing. And when and then if the perhaps the the residence goes, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm signing this back to you right now. Here's my credit card. I go, Okay. As soon as your property manager tells me that it's okay for me to go ahead with this, we'll do it. And when I see an email from them, then I'll go ahead. And until I do, it doesn't matter what you said to me. Got it. That's, right. that's the procedure. So we missed a piece. Uh, I'm more than Am happy. I allowed? Oh, yes, of course you are. <laughs> it's fine. We, we put a breaker in an existing panel and, and we fed this one guy and he's all happy and he's charging his car. But, and I'll tell you that until about a year ago, only the really smart boards had the sense to ask the next question which is, what am I going to do with the next one or two or three or five or 12? Nobody, a lot of them didn't ask that question. They felt it was a little problem that, like a gnat that got dealt with and they'll just move on. Because the panel that you fed it from, it wasn't intended for EV charging. It was, it feeds the fans and the lights and whatever else. It had a little extra capacity that we're taking advantage of now, but it's limited. What we really need is a larger electric vehicle charging panel, a new feed. That might be a new feed, maybe a 75 or 112 and a half kVA transformer, maybe a big 225 or 400 amp panel. Okay, Ari, who's paying for that? Wow, that makes sense. That would only be the corporation, wouldn't it? Believe it or not, I have to tell you, I've had boards come back and go, my electrician told me it's going to cost $25,000 to put in this panel. So if you want an EV, you're going to pay $25,000. I'm going, okay, well, seriously, that made sense to you? That, that was an, an intelligent response? You know, so some of, them, some of them have put these panels in. We supply a panel that has um, sharing, which I could, I'd be happy to explain to you. That's an important uh, mm-hmm. thing as well, and, and metering built in, and, and, and it had a cost. And some of them said, okay, well, I don't know. This looks like this panel can do 12 units. Why don't we charge everybody a piece of it as, we, as they come along to connect to the panel? And maybe at some point we'll recoup some of it, and the rest of it is, is a nice amenity for everybody. Keep in mind that when we put this kind of charging infrastructure into the building and make the building um, EV ready, that's good for everybody. That's good for the people that that don't have a, 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 charging a charger because when you come to buy it, my unit, and I find out that your building is EV ready, well, that's a, it's highly event, more, that's a much selling more point, market, right? Much more marketable. Right? Not everybody swims in the pool, right. but then the person that you're selling to your unit to might want that pool and might buy yours because the pool's there and wouldn't buy it if there was no pool. And maybe this is the pool that they're looking for or the climbing apparatus or the, the Schwitz, the Schwitz, whatever it is, right? That's, that's a sauna. Right. <laughs> I'll just let you know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, these, these look at it as it, look at, and they're getting it, right? They are getting it. The boards are getting it. This is, this is some kind of amenity and it is, it has got some value. Maybe they, and we'll see what's going to happen here. We're talking about the possibility to uh, to pay for some of this um, 
out of what do, what do we call it? The, the reserve, reserve fund. fund. The reserve fund. They're talking about that's one of the things that's in here. If you've got to read this, that they're allowing to take that money out of the reserve fund. Well, that might be very appealing for a condo to be able to do that. So uh, if our, our listeners... And now I'm getting like, now I'm sounding like a property manager, which I'm not, so... No, no. <laughs> so if our, if our listeners really want to read much more into this, go to signatureelectric.com. .ca. Sorry. Because we're in C. Canada, buddy. Well, pretty, <laughs> oh, Canada, baby. Um, signatureelectric.ca, and you'll be able to get access to Mark's blog and to uh, documents, uh, particularly in, in accordance with uh, electric vehicles. Yeah, all these things that we talk about, they all they all live on my site, so that's that they're all there. Fantastic, somewhere. and I know our, our, a lot of our listeners will appreciate that. More and more, as as managers, we're getting requests to look into this. Uh, we are getting requests from boards and from uh, wannabe uh, EV owners. All right, so now that's with an individual car. How about a situation where we have a forward-thinking board of directors? They say, we know we want to attract people to our condo. We don't want to have people lose a sale of a multi-million dollar condo because there's no charging stations. We'd like to put one in, in our building for use of people, whether they're visitors or whether it's a resident who doesn't have one in his spot. Is that a different procedure? It is a slightly different procedure and a different conversation. So... Um Sometimes, let's say they put in a visitor's parking spot. Okay, so we're talking about uh, 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 that's a possibility. So we're now not talking about a charger that's going for exclusive use. We're talking about someone that, that might be in a more Gen open area, visitor, a couple of spaces that you have available, visitor's parking spot. And this does happen, by the way. We have several of these installed. They can be, they can have a charging, uh, an arrangement where you charge by credit card or something like that. And these are all possibilities. There's lots and there, of... there is equipment that facilitates the use of a credit card. Absolutely. Or a variety of other types of cards and outside payments and PayPal. things of that nature. Okay. I, I'm not sure about PayPal, but a, a variety of different that was ways. Not, that was not a... <laughs> not uh, an ad for PayPal. That was not an ad for PayPal, just letting you know. So, it was not a plug. So uh, while I think it's a fantastic idea that condos should put in some charging uh, for, for guests... Perhaps the, your intent was that if I could just put this in with maybe two spots, that would kind of solve my problem because then, right, so that I, my residents could use these and I wouldn't have to go through this whole production of, I'm going to put in a panel that we haven't even talked about yet and, 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 and all this nonsense and all this stuff. This would be just the perfect arrangement. I just happen to have these two spaces available. It's ideal. So, okay, so let's do that. We, we put them in and I come home. Um, this is the story that I tell uh it seems like a hundred times a month. I come home on, at uh, six o'clock at the end of my day and I go and I plug my car into one of these things that hopefully is open and available for me. And it, it, my car's going to take four or five hours to charge. So you got it now. It's 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know what? I'm tired. I'm not getting out of my pajamas to go and move my car. I don't want to move my car. And it turns out that it's in use right now. There's somebody else in their pajamas waiting at 11 o'clock at night to move their car in. How exactly is this going to work? It's great if there's only two and nobody ever wants any more. And I can, and now has this become my de facto parking space? I I don't know. You're a property manager. You tell me if that's the way it's going to work. Because suddenly I've got the uh, calls to the security. You're waking up to emails. I don't want to. I understand property management. This is a we've been doing this for a lot of years. I don't want to put something in place that's going to turn into a nightmare for my property management clients. 
I, I want to have enough vision to think ahead for this not to happen. That being said, you know, the people that park in those guest parking spots are guests of the residents. Right. And if they come with an electric car and I can charge them, well, that's a great idea. I don't think there's any any harm in that at all. And I think in the very not too distant future, that'll seem like a very reasonable idea. I don't know at the moment that that is seeming that's not really what they're hoping to, to accomplish when they ask me this question. I get where they're going. But that being said, maybe both, right? Maybe we have that and something else. Sure. Why not? Maybe that will just relieve the – maybe that will be something we can put in place while we spend a, a month or two trying to figure out a more um, generic solution for everybody else. And then in the end, we'll be left with this nice charging unit out in the visitor's parking space. What's wrong with that? Now that's, Now we're back to who's going to pay for it. Right, because that charging station that you want is now no longer a one thousand dollar charging station; it's a twenty five thousand dollar charging station. The because, station itself, because of the payment, and it's a much more complex station. You're talking about a big public station, kind you might see at uh, Yorkdale or something like that. These are big. That was not a plug for Yorkdale. Not a plug for Yorkdale. A big robust station, uh, and it, and it needed to be hooked up. It costs some money. That could cost. What happens if it costs thirty or forty thousand dollars to put that station in? You're well, not. You won't get that money right. back from the charging. By the way. So now, you've broached the subject, the cost, and, and I'm sure every condo is unique and every situation is unique. But for someone who wants to install a, a charging station, Tesla or a J17594, whatever it is, seventeen seventy two. I was close. Okay. Yeah, the uh, first number, right? Thank you. Um, and I threw a seven in there just in oh, case. Oh yeah, just in case because yeah. you remembered that. Right? I did. Yeah. Um, so they want to install one of those. Can you tell what's the approximate cost for doing that? Uh, you know what? I, I, we've done a lot of them. If we're talking about put a breaker in an existing panel, put a meter beside it, and run some conduit out to the to the parking space, I don't know. You might want to allow somewhere between three and $4,000 to make that happen. I don't think I'll be too far okay. off at that number. And I guess the variable cost predominantly is the length of conduit you're going to be running. Clearly it is. Spot. Clearly it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, you're beside the electrical room. That's a nice advantage. At some point or other, you will be too far from the panel. I simply can't overcome the voltage drop. The wire will have to be too large, and I simply can only get so far from the panel. That's a good thing. So a, a possible solution, and as a manager, is that you might be able to afford a switch of parking spots between one resident and another, so another one could be closer to the panel. So if this is this is exactly one of the items that, so the the, the new legislation that we're looking at with, uh, with the government, one of the things is the opportunity to be able to switch spaces around because they're seeing that both this distance is an issue and not knowing, it's like whack-a-mole. I don't know where the next one's going to come up. Should I put a bigger conduit in here because we're going to, as I pass by, it turns out I'm passing by the next one. Or is the next one completely the opposite direction? Or sure. is it mm -hmm. is it five feet over from there? I don't know where to be with the next one. And then what happens, where am I putting the panel? When I got three levels of parking that reach out five 200. Five levels of parking, it's crazy. Sometimes. And actually, actually the, the levels of parking are not that much of an issue. They're only 10 feet from each other. Right. What the issue is, is that when I get down 10 feet and I still got to go 250 feet to the corner, that's a problem. Right. So how many panels? Where are they going to go? It becomes well, expensive. I, I know what we've we've had in, in condos. A similar issue we've had uh, is for disabled parking in underground garages. Traditionally, the disabled parking spots are located near the, uh, the building entrances. However, people have been parking in there, or that'll be their assigned spot, 
with the proviso in the declaration in their documents that if someone who is disabled requires that parking spot from the condo they've purchased that they have to switch parking spots with them so that gives the priority to the disabled person i don't know if the new act will accommodate it that way where there will be pre-designated ev spots and if someone comes in with an electric vehicle and their spot is 200 feet away and the person doesn't have an electric vehicle and their assigned spot is near the electrical room, that they will be required to switch, similar to handicapped. Um, I don't know if that's covered in the new act, uh, but it's something that bears at least some investigation. So let me, first of all, you're on the right track. Uh, the, this is exactly what the government said. We already have this kind of legislative ability to move these spaces around, so if this is important, maybe we can move these spaces around. And that's exactly what sort of where they started from. But let me suggest something to you. If, just to make clear what I would personally have in mind, nobody's, nobody's, somebody's nose is going to be out of joint if it turns out that we take the, uh, the 25 preferred parking spaces, make those into electric, and then start to move those people out. They're going to be none too happy, I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. But if I could move spaces around, what happens if I took the, if I said to the 60 spaces that are, the first 60 spaces near the sump pumps on the P4 level, literally where you hit the wall at the end, far as you can from the garage door, and say, I'm going to put my infrastructure in there. And as we start to grow out, I'm going to take space one, space two, or whatever, space 202, whichever you're talking about, and I'm going to start to assign those. So that when I move the person out, I'm not moving them to a worse spot. I'm I must be moving them to a better spot because they've already got the worst spot in the building. And the EV owners, this is my take on it anyways, the EV, and this is, if the government will let us figure out how to do this, this would be my way to sell it. And, and the EV owners will be more than happy to drive down three levels because at least now they can charge their cars. And so that I have to go down a couple more levels, I don't think I'll have any issue. As a matter of fact, if I was the owner, I'd be thrilled to be able to do it because at least my problem is now solved. So this, and this I can do this. We've got to really talk to the developers about Developers are another thing, but you know, as you keep bouncing back and forth, you talk to, you're asking me about one thing and another. Developers are another issue, and how they want to market things and where they so want you're to be. Existing. I just want them to be to start with, I, to make it more economical. I just want them close together. I don't want them all over the place like a spaghetti junction. Bring them together. And now the question is, where am I bringing them together? If I bring them together right beside the entrance of the door, you are going to have a war on your hands. When you start moving people out of there down to the P3 level, you know you are. You're a property manager. That's the You don't want to have this conversation with somebody. You've heard it right here now. <laughs> Mark Marmer forecasts war. Everybody stock your fridges. But if I did it the other way around, the way I'm suggesting, this to me seems absolutely reasonable. And I, I'm, I mean, there might be still be objections, but it, it sounds right. And I might get a really nice upgrade out of the deal because suddenly I, I get to park on the P1 level where I've been down on the P3 level all this time. I might have a smile on my face when you ask me to move my space. That That's a, a right? very, very plausible Unfortunately, situation. right now, moving the space is, is the equivalent of asking me to move from one apartment to another. It's it's literally near impossible uh, yes. in terms of the legalities that go with that. Lawyer after lawyer after lawyer. Right. We we, gotta, that's we've another, had a few of those on the air. So This is another thing that the government is looking at. If you read the information that came out in the proposal, uh, regarding these Section 98s, these add a cost. Uh, these are no lawyers charging under $1,000 for a Section 98, and I've seen them much higher. So now you have 
whatever you've got three or four thousand dollars in electrician you went out and bought a charger cost you a thousand bucks and now i came down to find out that your lawyer wants for twenty five hundred dollars to do a section 98 thinking okay well when did these costs stop i bought an electric vehicle to try to be good for the environment and save some money what's going on here so one of the things they're looking at is to try to eliminate the need for this uh section 98 and that would be very helpful that's, a, that's something we really should consider and uh, we'll talk to all our lawyer friends about that. I, I think that, that everybody needs to look. This information is not complicated that the ministry's put out. Everybody who lives in a condo and everybody's a property manager. I went last week when this came out and I said, I'm asking managers, oh, did you see this? And all I do is get a blank stare. How can they not know about this? The, this information needs to be out. So um, one of the reasons we brought you here today, Mark, is also is to talk about a very, very timely, important topic right now. Uh, the government is polling the public on some proposed regulations regarding electric vehicles. So it says the Ontario government recently released proposed regulations under the Condominium Act 1998 to facilitate the charging of electric vehicles in condominiums. All right. So they have, are out there polling the public. Uh, they've, they're describing what they want to propose in changing the act. And uh, they want to make this come into force in the spring of 2018. That's just around the corner. Now, comments for anybody out there, they can comment to the government. But there's a deadline, folks. There's a deadline of January 2nd, 2018. So this is really important. If you are passionate or you are interested or it's important to you, whether you're an EV owner or even if you're against EV owners, this is your opportunity to be the Vox Populi the voice of the public, so that you can have a say. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to you, Mark. You just give us a quick synopsis sure. of what's going on. And also and keep in mind, it, it's going to impact. It's Things that impact, impact your pocketbook. So how you want things spent in your condo, this is just another thing. So if you're, if you're anything to do with a condo, you should be paying some attention. So what do we, let me just quickly, I'll just, there's, I'll quickly run down the points and then, uh, you know, I won't, not a lot of opinion. But it's your show, actually. It's oh. my show, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we talked about it earlier uh, Earlier together, the idea of being able to shift spaces. So there, the that's possible to do now. You need, I think, a 90% vote, which is, I think, pretty much impossible. They're going to lower that threshold uh, to a lower amount. That's what they're talking about. The removal uh, or of this necessity for the Section 98 uh, when we're talking about the change to the common element. This is something they're trying to, I think, either remove or, or uh, reduce. Um, the right to charge. I call it the right to charge. They may have used different words. In other words, when somebody asks, I need to respond. And, and frankly speaking, what they're saying is the response can't be no. Right now, the response can be anything you want. The response can be, I'm going to leave this with me. I'll get back to you in two years. And uh, that's, that's, there's nobody telling them anything. This is not going to happen. They go, okay, number one, I need you to respond in a timely manner. And secondly, if you're going to say no, you're going to meet a very high bar about saying no. And one of the, that might be, I literally don't have uh, enough power in the building to charge maybe either this one or any more, or it's going to cause so much physical damage to the, uh, to the, to the building that it can't be put in. These kind of, I mean, really high, high bar, right? So... Uh, and this will be a welcome change. It's very, very frustrating. I, I feel for these poor owners. 
They just, they're, some of them are literally willing to pay or do anything, and they just can't, they just can't get the board's attention sometimes. And, so, and I just don't think it's a, it's, sometimes it's not, not a priority. And I, look, I know running a multi-million dollar uh, uh, budget in a, in a condo is not always an easy thing with volunteers. But, uh, you know, so sometimes this thing ends up on the bottom of the agenda and it doesn't make it this month. And then it got on next month, but I have five more questions. And month after month after month goes by, the person wants to buy a car. Does this seem fair? I, I, I'm not sure. And I, don't, I sense your frustration. And this is something. It's we, not. Thankfully, no, 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 I, no. I have a place to charge, right? But no, I, no, I, 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 I know, feel but, it for these for poor people. And, and, and I can see that definitely right? in, the, in the way you are. Yeah, because I, I hear this back. And we, we're sometimes married along with them to do this. But the bottom line is. It's it's beyond my control, and uh, and and I, you know I don't know. The, you asked me earlier about putting uh, chargers in a visitor's parking spot. That is actually one of the things that's in here. That if a, uh, that if a very small amount of people in the condo ask for it, then they'll be obligated to put a couple of chargers in the visitor's parking spot. Does that sound like a good idea to you? It may or may not it, be. Uh, yeah. It may or may not be. Is that the bar? That the level that you want it set at is. Does it need a higher level? These are your chance. This is your chance. You got to January second. Why aren't you commenting? If you don't think it's a good idea, or if you think that they've set the bar too low at five uh, five people or five percent of the population, maybe that's not enough. Maybe it needs to be something. I, I, you know, from my perspective, I love the idea. I'll be putting in charges like it's going out of style. I couldn't like be more like cookies. Yeah, I couldn't be. Like I couldn't cookies. be more thrilled. But I'm not. Sh and and I think that they're trying to solve a bit of the problem the way we talked about earlier whatever it's at the moment i don't live in a condo and but your listeners do now where they manage condos or they're involved or they want to buy take, a condo or they take want to some interest listen what will you tell anybody that lives in a condo take some interest learn something be on the board come out to a meeting god forbid you just read some of the information that i I post in the hall. I'd be thrilled about that, that I told you that we're turning the power off three days from now. Don't call me to tell me you didn't know after I posted it. Take some interest. This is your home. Take some interest. So uh, this information about the proposed changes, about not being required to fill in in Section 98 to, to help enact maybe that vision or that dream that you've just espoused, where can our listeners go to to find that information it is on our website for sure it's signatureelectric.ca and you can find I'm sorry what was that again i didn't hear it's signatureelectric.ca okay. lots of good information there for for condos and EV people owners, all and kinds people of can subscribe to your blog i would really like it if they would and that would be nice and we have lots of people that do I, subscribe and we try to get interesting got, and fun stuff out uh fun information i gotta tell you i do subscribe to mark's blog uh, uh there is there are moments of sheer joy uh, there are uh, jaw-dropping moments when you when you read some of that stuff. Uh, Mar uh, and when I said it earlier, Mark does have the finger his finger on the pulse of this industry. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact that Mark was at least fifty feet away from Elon Musk. Okay, so uh, Mark has uh, has worked very hard to develop his relationship with Tesla, and uh, I do know that you were uh, asked. To go down now i think that was the preview of the three was it or well in, in fact we were just down there a few uh, we were down in california a few weeks ago i want to tell you that it's it's not that elon invited me because he loves me what but happened he got you a sandwich he did buy me a, a, and free drinks as well so i was quite <laughs> pleased about that uh what what the situation was i'm an ev i'm a tesla owner anybody that is a tesla owner can refer other people 
to purchase a Tesla. If five of those people, which is what I did, actually uh, use my referral and um, purchase a and Tesla. purchase a Tesla, those as one of the gifts, you were invited to this. Wow! And I can't tell you that I I was down there with my son, and I was I literally couldn't believe I was there. So this was the rollout of the Tesla semi truck. So two holy moly! So two a semi truck that's electric. Absolutely, this is this is. A giant game changer. Think about you. Think about your the all pollution. the semi trucks that we see on the four hundred one, on the QE. Like no wow. pollution, no pollution. That would be incredible. And out of the back of one of those semi trucks came the new Roadster. Oh wow! So the truck started to roll away. The truck stopped. The back opened up. Smoke came out of the back, and a two hundred sixty thousand dollar Tesla Roadster came out, and the crowd went insane. I literally couldn't believe I was there, and I got, I got down by the roadster. I stood in, I actually stood inside the back of the, uh, stood in the driver's section of the, uh, the truck. And not everybody was, man I was close enough to be able to manage when Elon let us come down there to get in there. And it was just, uh, you know, I used to say, you know, I went to, I went to Italy, and it was just a thing of a lifetime. This, this, is this was your this, lifetime. This was a thing of a lifetime that I literally will never be able to repeat. That I got there was. Absolutely unbelievable, and it was just so much fun. And you know what? It's all part and parcel of, of the pieces that you're talking about. It, it didn't get there directly. It was this and that, and I was doing something else, and eventually somehow something led to Aaron and I well, being there, and I, I, I was I just I can honestly fun. tell you, look, I'm, I'm watching. I wish you guys could see this. <laughs> I wish you could see Mark's face, his hands, the movement. He, he is, I hate to use the pun, he's electric here, yeah. all right? Uh, if you're looking for somebody who's passionate about this topic and you, you know, and and one of the most knowledgeable people I know on electric cars, and not just electric cars, but how they apply to the condo sector, uh, look up Signature Electric, Mark Marmer. Uh, you can find him on online just by Googling his name. So I want to I ask a favor. Well, I'm, Okay, because I've got more questions. No, let me ask you a favor. We'll oh. stick it in. We'll stick it in now, and okay. then you you can ask me till till as long as you want to keep me here. I'm you happy. Got it. I'm happy. You can see I'm happy to talk. Uh, we're talking about electric vehicles. I want you to know that we've been in business 30 years, long before there were electric vehicles. We've been servicing condos for a very very long time. So I just don't. I just want you to know that we can do other things for you. You know. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it it. I, Electric, 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 and suddenly that's all I hear about. Some of the we've done some very cool things, a, a massive transfer switch changes. We moved uh, uh, some controls for uh, all the pumps in a in a, in a condo the other day. Um, we did a we did a whole exercise room for you. Yes, uh, and we do small service calls during the day. We've got trucks on the road that have been doing this. We've got very skilled, really nice, great guys, great people in the office. I just want. I'm begging you to remember that we can do something other than electric vehicles, although I, I'm happy to do that so, too. So, so uh, folks, uh, Signature Electric is a full, uh, I should have said this right from the beginning, <laughs> it's a full service electrical contractor, not only for condos, but for houses, business, and anything else. Um, uh, but again, Mark's passion, where he's, he's jumping out of his chair here, is talking about the battery electric industry not to mention uh those battery packs for homes yeah we're uh we, we do you install those as well yeah we did uh last year we did seven uh, they're talking about the tesla powerwall so this is the same battery that's in the car my car has seven thousand batteries in it and a tesla powerwall has about 700 so this is something where you might combine the idea of having uh solar feeding into a battery and at some point it's almost possible that you could be maybe off the grid and have your own uh 
your own power station. So that's we did seven of these last year. Now Tesla's rolled out the uh, Powerwall 2, a slightly different version. And at the moment, it looks like in amongst everything, they're having a little hard time delivering them on time, which is a typical Tesla situation. Sure. Uh, we have customers that have actually bought and paid for them, and they're on a waiting list, and hopefully they're not listening now, to this. Let me talk to you about, about buying a Tesla, uh, because uh, I've talked to friends who, who've purchased electric cars, who've purchased Teslas. Uh, the scuttlebutt for me is they have told me it's better to lease a Tesla than to buy one because eventually you have to change the batteries. You, you, those batteries don't last forever in a vehicle. And I think seven or eight years you have to change it. And in the, in, in the larger Tesla, it's expensive. It's about $50,000 to change the batteries. That's a big expense eight years down the road for a car. Um, hence, the saying is lease the Tesla. So at the end, before it's due, you give the car back and get another one. What's your experience about that? First of all, I'm not sure that you have your numbers right. Well, I said, it's just been talking between friends. No. So that's why you're sitting in the chair. No problem. So first of all, they don't know the life of the battery packs because the battery packs haven't failed yet. So this, those battery packs could last 12, they could last 14 years. You don't know where they're going to be yet. So that's a, that's one possibility. And people do, some people lease and some people buy because some people lease and some people buy. I, 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 and, and I'm not sure that, I'm not Is sure. Is there a mechanism in the vehicle to show you the life of the battery pack and when it's going to die? I know, like on my printer, the drum has got so uh, much no, life I, in I it. No, I don't think that it's got that. It, they, they literally don't know when this, this, they have not, they haven't failed yet. So what, I, what you'll do ostensibly, is, I could be driving to Utah and it could fail. No, it doesn't work that way. Oh. So I told you that the the it's it's not a battery. It's not a battery. It's seven thousand batteries. The part of the beauty of it being seven thousand batteries is if three or four or five of those batteries failed, you would no notice nothing. So it's 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 a completely get get your idea away from this this something square with two posts attached to it. This is not what you have. In so the it's car. not just gonna one day stop dead. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Absolutely, a hundred percent not. Okay. For, for sure not. You heard it here, folks. And the battery the is fear of it stopping dead is not real. No, it's not going to happen. The battery, the battery can be changed. Everything's got a life. Um, you know what? If you kept a car for twelve years, would you have done a motor job on that car? Would you have done a tranny on that car? No, no. I'm talking about a a, a gasoline car. Yeah. How much money? What? How many? How much money would you have put into oil changes by that time? Uh, how much? What would you have spent on that car? If if the if your car, your beautiful Tesla lasted fourteen years and all you had to do at the end was spend fifteen thousand dollars changing a battery, maybe you'd say, yeah, you know what? That rocks. I love this. My car is amazing. My car looks like the day that it came out. And not only that, when I bought my car, it did certain things. But because my car, like my computer, is updating, I, it can do things that it can never do before. And I got all that free because I get over-the-air updates and my car just is growing better. And I love and that my would be car. the control system and the, 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 the apps, let's call it, the, the bells and whistles on that. Everything that the car, everything that car operates from, and my car operates at that 17-inch uh, screen in the front. And it's completely, continuously connected to Tesla, continuously, completely connected to the internet. My car talks to my garage door. It tells it when to open when I get home. It's, yeah, no, utterly amazing some of the things the car can do and, and, and really smart things. Like that's a smart thing, right? The, 
that I can pull up in my garage door, which is now connected to the internet with my new garage door that I finally got from my wife because she was just screaming at me. The old one was a piece of garbage. And and it's connected to the internet. And that's my car's not a plug for garbage internet. doors. No. Okay. <laughs> it, I think that's a phenomenal idea, right? The, the, car, can, the car can do a lot well, of things. I, I can honestly tell you, uh, I've taken a drive in a Tesla. A friend of mine has a Tesla. And uh, he's got the... Uh, which one I think I told you, the Plus. He's got a, a P100D, which is a performance vehicle. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I've been in a faster car. And uh, he, he stepped on, I was going to say stepped on the gas, but that would be wrong, wouldn't Right, it? there is no he gas. He stepped on the switch. And, um, and I got pushed right yeah. back into the seat. But it was silent. Yeah. There was no noise. It just felt like something was taking two hands and shoving me into the seat, and we're going fast. That's it, one. It's, that's it's, one g of force. That's the equivalent of free falling out of the building. Yeah, it's it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. I, uh, please, no one free fall out of the building. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, however, it's an experience, and that 17-inch screen is is like Star Trek right in the middle of your phone. This is not a plug for Tesla. I, you know what? Okay. I'm beginning to feel that the, the conversation, we, 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 should, we need a whole separate show. We're going to talk about Teslas and cars. Uh, it, you know, uh, a lot, there's a lot of other cars that are, are, are perfectly good cars. And everybody's starting to catch up. There is no, no longer any manufacturer that doesn't have something in their line that has a battery in it. And some of them have taken a, a Volvo, as an example, has insisted that, <laughs> Every car will have some to some extent a battery, whether it's a straight battery or what what have you. Everything in their lineup. So the other manufacturers are catching up. So let's this let's move away from this idea. Number one that you mentioned at the beginning. I don't have enough money for a car. Yeah, I get it. A Tesla was somewhere between one hundred and twenty and two hundred thousand dollars. This is not everybody's car. This is this is a, this is not going to do for everybody. But that's going to change. There was a reason that we selected that Tesla selected a, a, an expensive car to, to begin with, and it was a, a successful test. But open your mind a little bit. Things are going to change. The landscape is going to change. The landscape of vehicles that are out there and the landscape of charging. And when you talked to me earlier about the possibility of not having enough stations, I'll tell you what. When there was, when we moved to a gasoline vehicles. How many stations do you think there were to fill the gasoline vehicles up? You know, when there's when sure. when only the when only the, the the most wealthy people in town owned a vehicle, there might have been one place in town where you could get it because it wasn't really a business. You know, uh, it, it didn't make any sense. But as vehicles became, it was a novelty at that time. Absolutely. And to some so extent, as there were more was, vehicles, yes, it yes. became a business. And as there become more vehicles. At some point or other, the government will not need to do this anymore. They won't need these incentives, and they won't need to be building stations because it'll be a business to build stations and to operate stations, and and people will adopt it, but not with 1% of cars on the road. It's not enough. Right. Now, in 2014, there was about 2,000 EVs on the road. How many are there about now? Oh, now, you're, now you really are putting me on the spot, and, and I'm not, I'm not you know, right. you needed to ask me yeah. that. You <laughs> need to ask me that in advance to look it park. up. No, I, I, I know that the numbers about 1% of vehicles on the road are, are EVs. You have to consider this, the fact that when we talk about EVs, at the moment, we're just talking about cars. Right. Cars are right. Not everything is cars. The, what about trucks? What about fleet vehicles? Trucks are a massive, massive item. People own a lot of trucks. We haven't even, we haven't got sure. a tr we haven't got a truck yet. We haven't got a van yet. We just rolled out transport trucks, which I think are even more important than the cars, the vans, and the trucks. Yeah. So I think you've got some amazing changes that are going to happen soon. Yeah. Now, 
I just want to swing it down to back to Chargers for a second. Um, for I guess tie a bow on this. We've talked about how you put a Charger in and what's involved and who pays for it and, and, and legal ramifications and, and, and metering. But I've moved into a condo. I went through all that. I have a car, an electric car. I have my spot. I have my charging station. I cut a check to the corporation every month for the electricity I'm paying. And then I buy a house. And I'm moving out. What's the procedure? Does that charger come with me? What's involved now of taking all that out so that I can now install it in my house? Do I have to leave it there and now buy a new charger for my house? What what happens there? It's funny. I was at a I was literally at a, at a single family residence three hours ago that asked me this exact question. She she thinks she might move within the next year. What am I going to do? So your choices are very simple. The the, the charger. That charger probably cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand dollars. I'm just throwing out a rough figure. But the whole deal cost I'm just about, about three thousand. No, no, never and, mind. Yeah. I'm talking about the charger because we're not taking the conduit and wire out. It's done already. It's there, and and not only that, but it's on your. It's 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 deeded to. If you did a section ninety eight, it comes with your spot. You could leave it all there, and the next person could use it. That's a possibility. Just like you, any other amenity that you might have added inside your unit. A bicycle rack. Well, yeah. you're talking about yeah. there, but uh, what, yeah, but same you know, thing. We I, put I'm, bicycle racks in, in underground spots, absolutely. and they need a section 98 to attach it to the to the wall, and then that goes on. It to goes the on. Stone. So the choice is you could leave it, or you could take it out. If you want to take it out, we'll we'll come. We'll send an electrician. We'll put a a box to make the wires safe. I'll hand it to you. Put it in the trunk of your car and drive away. That's a possibility. You may not think that's worthwhile. I don't know. I might want to charge a couple of hundred dollars to do that work, and you might make do the math and go the. I have a two-year-old charger that I paid $800 for, and Mark wants $200 to take it off. I don't really know why I'm bothering. Why don't I just get a new charger at my new place, leave this thing here, and 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 now there's a checkbox now on the uh, on your real estate form asking whether you've got electric vehicle charging in your uh, in your whether it's a single-family home or a condo. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'd like and, to check that box off. And that's yeah, that's probably a a really good selling point. As one of the things you can mention again, like you said on your MLS listing when you're selling your condo, that yes, that it comes equipped with uh, a parking space, equipped with uh, a charging. AV charging. And there's yeah. now a, there's a now an actual, on the form, there's actually a checkbox for this now. I think we're just at the beginning of this. All kinds of possibilities still exist. Um, the idea of, of vehicle ownership, the idea of self-driving vehicles, the all these things, things are changing. And and to be around now and to be part of, uh, of all of this is exciting for me. It should be... I. It should be exciting for you too. So, uh, yeah, these are, I mean, stretch your mind out a little bit. These th- No, 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 Ma- I get, Mark, I get you. Are. I'm not, not accusing no, no, you. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, I sat in a board meeting just last week with the board that was talking about installing um, LED lights in the underground garage yeah. on sensors or to bring it down levels for safety sure. and maybe having them fed by solar panels on the top of the building. So here, here here's an application that fits right into what we're talking about. So it, it is on the mind of corporations, forward-thinking corporations, and I'm glad that We Speak Condo can bring it to the forefront on uh, before anybody else is. Sure. Let me let so. me just we talk the future. What happens if the glass in the building could absorb and 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 produce electricity? We already have the glass in the building. It's there. What? Why not? Right. 
think Fo think about the possibilities that might be going forward. Photovoltaic glass? Why not? Sure. Why, look at there's tons of it. Go into my go my uh, 85 year old uh, mother. Happy birthday! You, <laughs> you go into her suite in the middle of the day, summer or winter. If she doesn't have the blinds closed, you're schwitzing in there, man. It is yeah. hot. All the, all that's being wasted, you know. And, and she's got to fight it with air conditioning in the summer and and blinds. Maybe we can find some use for that. Maybe we can feed it back in. Smart people are thinking about these ideas and the fact that we now have things like the Gigaplant and uh, producing batteries, be, these are possibilities. And, and battery technology is changing. I mean, I would just go on and on. There's all kinds of possibilities. We, I think we live in a, an amazing time right now. Well, as, is, I, as, as my friends and I all kind of talk about, we're living in the time of Star Trek. It's really, really for incredible. Sure. No, you're except, exactly right. Except for transporters, I think everything else is pretty much there. The cell phones are, are, are the, the um, communicators, yeah. and we've got we've got all kinds of, of technology. Food replicators are happening, and yep. it's just it's just wild. Except for transporter technology. So I guess uh, I'm releasing my inner Trekkie here on We Speak Condo, or or um, more on my level, the Jetsons. How about that? <laughs> Okay, Elroy. Actually, you do look a little bit like Elroy. There we Elroy. go. There we uh, go. So, but uh, I again going back yeah, to it. Yeah. Mark Marmer at Signature Electric um, uh, from Nicholas and myself, or from from uh, Nicholas, uh, who's uh, technically laryngitis today. Mm. Um, we thank you immensely. We thank you from the bottom of our transistors, and uh, we really, really appreciate you coming out to our uh, our studio here. In, in beautiful downtown Mississauga, and uh, we wish you, uh, uh, I guess, um, an electrifying future. So That's thanks great. again, Mark. Thanks, thanks for having me. If you find this or any episode of We Speak Condo interesting or informative, please subscribe to the podcast by visiting our website, www.citysitesmanagement.com. If you want to have your questions answered, email us. We'll be responding to your love letters or hate mail every week. Thanks for listening.